Hi, friends. This is Donna Reesh. Sorry about that. I got a hair in my mouth here. At um, ah, just was playing volleyball. I mean volleyball, ping pong with my crew. Anyway, this is Donna Reesh on Thanksgiving night, believe it or not, and I am actually coming on here to recreate um, episode two, week two of the Intermittent Fasting Journal. Um, as I was putting them up, I have five done, I believe, and I'm. In my seventh or seventh week or so of intermittent fasting, and as I was putting them up at the blog donnarish.com, I realized that two was missing. I don't know where I recorded it. I can't seem to find it. So I'm going to try to recreate that because it's, I really wanted this to be a journal in that I wanted to teach what I'm learning as I go, and to really um, get into a lot of the details of. On week two, this is what happened to me, and this is what I learned, as opposed to uh, just, you know, throwing out a lot of information all at one time. So it's going to be hard because I have learned a lot um, over the whole six weeks so far, so it's going to be hard for me to narrow it down and, and scale back to what I was actually focusing on in week two, but I'm going to try my best to do that so that I can keep these chronological. I do have my outline from it, so that was good. I can at least use that. All right, so what I did in week two um, was 19.5, uh, which, as you probably know, if you listen to episode one, 19.5 is um, 19 hours of fasting and five hours of eating. And um, so that means that from the time you stop eating, you start counting, and then you uh, stay fasting until you take a bite of something. Uh, and uh, at that point, that becomes your eating window. So 19 hours of fasting and five hours of my eating window. Um, at this point, I was still uh, fo uh, focusing a lot on my um, feasting windows, my eating windows. Um, so there's uh, there's a lot of uh, fasting, intermittent fasting is relatively new, but a lot of people have been doing it for quite a while. And so there's there are all different kinds of schools of thought, of course, just like anything else. And one of those is that um, you either count the fasting window or you count the eating window. Um, and uh, I um, have settled in at week two. And this is obviously a journey, a journal, a journey journal um, of, of focusing on the feasting window, the eating window. So what that means is that I'm not as concerned whether I'm fasting for 17, 18, 19, 20, 22 hours as I am that I keep my eating window five hours long. And by keeping it five hours long, regardless of when I start it and stop it, then I'm, I'm automatically fasting between 16 and 24 hours. I mean, no matter what, it's going to come out that way. Uh, so anyway, we'll learn more about that in the future, but that's what I was doing at week two. Um, I also started implementing some no sugar days. And, um, at this point, uh, I had been sugar free pretty much, um, I would say five days a week sugar free prior to, uh, starting fasting. And so I, um, I, you know, the first week of fasting just kind of did the whole eat whatever you want thing. And, um, and I just, I, I feel like I really want to get, get back to some of the, fa some of the sugar free. Um, and, uh, definitely that's, you know, still my baking cover. That's still how I'm baking and so on and so forth. 
and just really focus on having some really, really clean uh, eating nights. And that is definitely not anything that is absolutely needed for intermittent fasting, as you'll see as we go through the journal. Um, it's just not. People lose lots and lots and lots of weight um, eating whatever they want in their window. Um, I will say that um, I started to enjoy more appetite control, uh, uh, appetite correction, I mean, AC, appetite correction, and I'm uh, working, just got that book in, but I haven't gotten a chance to read it. I'm really looking forward to reading that book. But appetite correction um, uh, is where you stop being, when you get to a certain point in your eating, you're no longer hungry, and you just really don't want to eat anymore. So I started feeling some of that, um, and that was a really exciting thing. And I think that that is why, in part, a lot of that eat whatever you want works itself out um, through appetite correction as long as you stick with the fasting long enough. It usually takes three weeks or so for that to happen. All right, my results. First of all, I was surprised how easy it was. It wasn't hard um, to uh, fast um, for my 18 or 21 hours or, or whatever it was. And I mentioned this in the first episode, and that is that that really surprised me um, how 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 it hasn't been as hard. Now I wouldn't say I, I would say from 16 to 18, 18, 19, you know, it gets challenging. It's not like it's just like oh this is just so easy I can do this forever. It's not like that, but it's not anything like you think. It's nothing like when you eat all the time and you are on a trip and everybody wants to wait and stop at uh, 12 to eat lunch, but you want to stop at 10 to eat breakfast and you're sure that you're going to die from 10 to 12. Or, you know, you are on your way to work and you don't have time to go through the drive-thru to get your breakfast sandwich and you have to make it until a certain time to eat lunch. It's nothing like that. And so um, that's what's very interesting about it, because you automatically think that you're going to be absolutely starving and that you'll never be able to make it. You know, you, you think back to the colonoscopy and how for that 24 hours before that colonoscopy, you were dying. You just could you could not take it. And all week long, you just thought about how Thursday you can't eat anything. It's not like that. As a matter of fact, your body starts to adjust to it fairly quickly. And um, as long as you keep busy, it's really not anything like that. And your hunger subsides to where it's not really, not nearly as hungry as going five or six hours between meals like you normally would do. It's just not. Um, so I was surprised how easy it was. I learned more, um, and I'll come back to that in just a minute. Um, I lost a pound. That was another result. And so that was really good. I have been... Um, on low carb, as I mentioned before, for three years. Um, actually, I was on low carb three years prior to starting Plexus Supplements. So I've been on low carb. I was on low carb for three years. Then I started Plexus Supplements, and then I've been on moderate carbs for two years. And I never had a real um, weight loss in that time, um, a net loss uh, in the first in those first three years. And um, then I had lost about 15 pounds or so with Plexus and that in moderate carbs. And that was really great. And that's been over the last two years. Um, but uh, it's it's definitely not 
um, as easy to lose weight on like for me on moderate carbs as it is so far on intermittent fasting. So I was, I've been excited about that. Um, started getting compliments. People, I was surprised. I, I lost like three pounds and people were like, wow, you look, you look like you're really losing again. And I was like, wow, you know, because I'm learning more and more. And I know now that the reason for that is because of the, um, that it attacks your body fat. So anyway, I'm still watching the clock. I'm going to be honest about that. It's, you know, I'm still, uh, you know, still happy when I see the 16 hour mark because I really feel like, uh, the magic starts to happen then. So I'll go into what I'm learning. I've learned a, a lot. I'm, I've got so much more to learn and so much more to explain to you as I learn it. But I've learned that, um, after the 12 hour mark is when you really start, um, to burn fat, when you start to use your body's fat stores as your fuel source rather than using um, food or rather than using stored glycogen or stored food, stored sugar or whatever, stored carbs. So um, uh, I learned that that can start to happen at the 12 hour mark. Now, being that I'm trying to talk from the second week standpoint, um, and I've lost more weight too. I don't know if you can tell to my face, but it's like, okay, this is kind of weird doing this at this time. But, um, but one of the things that I've learned is that once you are into it and you do it consistently, then you will start to use up all of your glycogen stores. And so then when you eat during your window, you eat during your five hour window, you don't have anything stored up prior to that. And so then it doesn't really matter during that time if you eat carbohydrates. Uh, that's not an issue. You know, you think about going low carb and keto and all that. You can do low carb and keto. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, intermittent fasting was made famous in part by those who do keto and IF together. But you don't have to because during that five-hour window, you're going to eat whatever, three-hour window, however long you eat. Sometimes I eat for three, sometimes, sometimes four, sometimes five. Um, during that time you're going to have all the food that you eat then and that's all you have for your body to use as far as your glycogen stores because you've used them all up during fasting. So then, and this happens over a process, but once you get to the three week mark or so, and I've already started to notice this already in the two week mark that then really once you get, you eat during those three to five hours, once you get to the 12 hour mark of fasting, your body is done using all of that that you ate during that five hour period. And uh, then it will go to your glycogen stores, which we have none of because we don't store it up because we don't eat continually. So then it uses that and you don't have any of that to use. So that's when the magic happens. That's when it starts to use your stored body fat. And that is why people can lose three or four or five pounds on uh, intermittent fasting and people say, wow, you've lost 10 or 15 pounds. And you're like, no, I've lost three or four. I've lost five, whatever it might be. And it's because it does this whole recomposition of your body because it's just going in and using your body fat. So I say all that to say that's one of the things that I learned that um, uh, it you start to burn your body fat once you're into it two or three weeks, you start to burn your body fat at the 12 hour mark or there or later. 
uh, it can be later, but uh, many people start burning it at the 12 hour mark. Um, some people feel that it's closer to the 16 hour mark. And so that's why they don't want to do 16, eight because they feel like they're not burning the fat, their body's fat stores well enough. But if they go to 18, then they're really burning their body's fat stores. 19, they're really burning their body's fat stores. So this is just what I've been learning, and this one reason why I like to do 19.5. Also, I mentioned in my first podcast episode that I did do 16.8 quite a bit in the last year prior to learning about 19.5 OMAD, one meal a day, clean fasting, and so forth. And I didn't really... um didn't really lose on that. So uh, whether that was because the eight-hour eating window was too long and I ate too many calories, I mean, let's face it, there's an aspect of that, or whether that was because 16 hours wasn't enough to put me into fat-burning mode, or whether it's because when I was doing 16-8, I didn't really understand the clean fast, and so I would eat bacon, uh, fat bombs, gum, mint, uh, stevia, sweetened lemonade, um, stuff like that while I was in my fast. So, I mean, you know, I can't really say that 16-8 wouldn't work because, I mean, that, yeah, 16-8 wouldn't work if I did that consistently. Um, but I don't think at my age and just knowing how um, how my body stores fat and everything, I don't think it would. So um, I say that to say that if you're wanting to start out, and you're wanting to start out with 16-8, that's a great way to start for sure. Uh, but if you don't see a real weight loss, you'll have to increase your fasting hours and decrease your eating window in order to, to, to show a real loss. And you'll get into a mode where it'll just feel right and where it's not that hard to do. Um, you can have whatever you want during your eating window. That's another thing that I learned. Um, but appetite correction, as it sets in, it will stop your body. It'll, you'll stop. And it's just a really unique, unique phenomenon, actually. Um, I, I liken it to, um, like having some kind of stomach surgery or something where you're just like, Oh, I can't really eat anymore. But that, there's that aspect of it that's like a physical aspect of it. But then there's also, uh, um, a, an appetite. Um, appetite being like what you want. You think we think about our appetites as being things that we're hungry for, things that we desire. Um, there's an element of that too that is just like, I've even said to my husband, I'm done. And he's like, what? I'm done. I'm done eating. You know, it's only been three hours, but I, I'm really done. I'm, I'm just done. You know, so anyway, that's exciting. And I'm looking forward to more and more and more of that. Um, the alternatives as far as the different windows and things like that, that can change, you know, from from week to week and time to time. I know that on weekends, a lot of times I will do more, um, more of a 16-8 or an 18-6 rather than 19-5. Then sometimes during the week, I'm doing like a 21-3 or a 22-2, especially if I go out to eat. So anyway, that is a little bit about week two and some of the things that I have been learning. and. Um, Super, super excited about it and excited to share it with people. Um, I hope that you will find my, uh, if you're listening to this from the blog, DonnaReach.com, 
or from iTunes, I hope on the podcast, I hope that you will find the Intermittent Fasting Journal Facebook page. And if you're on the Facebook page watching this, I hope you will subscribe to DonnaReach.com, the blog, and uh, subscribe to the Intermittent Fasting Journal in iTunes. So uh, at this point, I have said before that I am going to tell you when I'm done with what I did, my results, and what I learned, and when I move into talking about supplementation. And so I just want to, I want to be able to help people with intermittent fasting, even if they're not interested in the Plexus products. So uh, that's why I'm just going to do it this way, where I always have my first three sections. And then when I'm starting to talk about the products that I use, um, I you can just turn it off and we'll be and you'll be all done with me. So anyway, kind of like a commercial at the end, so to speak. Um, I don't have any um, ads or anything like that. Just straight talk. Um, so anyway, uh, at least not right now. Right. So um, but when I talk about Plexus uh, supplements, those are the supplements that I've been using for two years and um, that they have done a, a lot of things for me uh, that have just been amazing, um, including sleep and energy and appetite control and carb craving control and uh, just so many great things. But specific to intermittent fasting, um, I just want to talk about Plexus Slim. That is our pink drink, and Plexus Slim is just a little uh, – like a little Kool-Aid packet that you empty into water and shake. You don't have to have a blender or anything like that. You just shake and go, just like Crystal Light or something. Um, it is 100% natural, so it has um, sweetened with stevia, colored with beetroot juice. It has a raspberry lemonade watermelon flavor combination, kind of like a, a very, very light fruit punch as far as it's not like a Hawaiian punch where you feel all the sugar and sweetness. Um, it has... Four or five carbs, I four or five calories, and um, it is uh, has Garcinia Cambogia. It has alpha lipoic acid. It has um, a prebiotic that has been proven to boost metabolism and to help with hunger. And even before they added the prebiotic, about about eight months ago, even before they added that. The uh, the biggest thing that Slim did prior to that is that it balances blood sugars. So it comes in and helps balance your blood sugars. And that's one reason why I could up my carb level when I went on Plexus, whereas I was trying to be really low the three years prior without any uh, long-term weight loss. But um, I was trying to be really low in my carbs um, because of my prediabetes and also for weight loss. But then once I started taking slim, I could up my carbs and still, you know, maintain my weight, still not have any, you know, symptoms or anything like that. So it balances blood sugar. So when I think about a clean fast, I use it during my fast. It's only five calories. It is sweetened with stevia. It is fruit flavored. But because it has blood sugar balancing properties in it, it doesn't cause an insulin spike or an insulin release, or a metabolic, uh, the metabolic processes to start. I ha It causes no hunger in me whatsoever. As a matter of fact, it does just the opposite. So um, I drink that in the mornings about 10 o'clock, 
And um, if I'm fasting on into the evening, I will like if I'm going out for dinner, say at seven and I don't want to open my window until then, I'll have one another one at three or four in the afternoon. Um, so that is the pink drink that I use. And I also use um, some other products I'm going to talk about in some of the future episodes for caffeine and for weight loss boosting. But Plexus Slim uh, is our pink drink, and I would love to help you get started on it if you're interested. But that's what it does for me. Really helps me a lot with my fast. Um, helped me prior to intermittent fasting with carb control and cravings. Just I just became a different person. I used to be such a junk food junkie. And now with intermittent fasting, I do enjoy more things than what I could have in low carb alone. Um, but uh, at the same time, uh, Plexus and the appetite correction from intermittent fasting really help combine to help me have uh, amazing, amazing control and to be able to stay on this uh, process of uh, intermittent fasting. So thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you'll join me in week three of the Intermittent Fasting Journal.